His life is all worked out. Okay, fine. Okay, so we ended the sugya of dreams, except for what we're about to do. We got back into lists, which we finished. We got another five, six, ten list. And then we have two, three more lines, which for some reason reverts to dreams. But then we're really finished with dreams. And then we get on to the rest of the brachas in the Mishnah, all of which are halacha lamaisa, Mishnah Bura Paskins, B'Shem Malchus. But we'll get there in a minute. So we are up to Nun Zayin three lines before the two dots, which is about 15 lines from the bottom of the page. Last, last throwback to dreams. Tanar if a person dreams that there is a dead guy in the house, in a dream, shalom babayis, it's a good sign. It means there is peace in the house. Because like we say, when a person dies, he's resting in peace. When a person is al munach b'shalem, a dead person is at peace. Whatever was happening in his life, when he's dead, he's at peace. And therefore, seeing a dead person in a dream is actually a harbinger of peace. If you see yourself eating and drinking in the house, it's also a good sign, a party. If a person has a dream that someone is removing Kalim from the house, that is a bad sign for the house. But it doesn't mean tables and chairs. Tirgamur of Papa Bimisanavisandala. Only shoes and sandals. If a person has a dream that somebody is taking out shoes and sandals from the house, that is a bad dream because the shoes and sandals represent the person. If the person is no longer needing of the shoes and sandals, the dream about shoes and sandals being taken, therefore, is a dream that someone in the house will die. We'll get back to that in two seconds. By the way, call the shakel shachvi mali. Anything call, anything the shakel that they take, shachva, dead people, mali is good. If you have a dream that a person who's deceased is removing anything from the house, that's fine. You have a dream that a dead person is removing a dining room table, that's fine. You have a dream that a dead person is removing a bed, that's fine. A refrigerator, a cherry Coke, that's fine. Bar, mimasana v'sandal. Once again, except for shoes and sandals. If a dead person is removing shoes and sandals, that is a sign that someone will die. And one last thing called the Yohiv Shechva, anything that a dead person is giving in a dream, Mali, it's good. So if you have a dream that someone that deceased come back and give you a million dollars, or come back and give you a shirt, or come back and give you a yamulke, whatever you dream the dead guy's giving you, that's fine. Bar me afra v'chardala, except for dirt and mustard. So dirt means if a dead guy is giving someone dirt in a dream, then he's saying, here, you're going to need some dirt because you're going to be doing some burying soon. 
And if a dead guy is giving mustard, so we know mustard, we, we say like, which we won't have this year. Um, eggs, lentils, any round item which mustard seeds qualify as is a food for an oval. So if a dead person is giving, if a dead person is giving dirt or the stuff you eat when an oval has to eat, those are bad signs. You do not want to have a dream about, about someone doing that. So It's definitely bad, yes. So I'm saying, like, you could also say that... You could spin it for good. Dishes. Yeah. Say, you're not going to need your legs. Uh, you got me. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> but I will tell you, this Rabbein Yudah HaChosid, which is brought, and it's not even in the Tavah, the Rabbein Yudah HaChosid says that you could use anything of a dead person. Um, in other words, like I don't know how popular this is nowadays, but like back in the day when no one had money, so just because a guy dies, you know, trucking his wardrobe. Yeah, I remember my grandmother giving away all my grandfather's stuff. Like, you know, like people made it. You know, someone's got rid of fat ties. So I remember me and my brother wore my grandfather's Hamburg all the time. So Benyuda Chassid said, you cannot... You should not wear the shoes of a dead person, based on this Gemara. That the shoes of a dead person represents his presence, and if he's dead, the shoes are, are bad. Ad kedekach, the, the Sefer Chassidim goes so far as to say, do not even give his shoes to tztaka. Which means, I assume most people, when, when a relative dies, they give his stuff to obviously Israel, like some clothes drive, to like you know one of these Hadassah resale thing, which they uh, don't don't appreciate you dumping your stuff in front of the store anymore. <laughs> which means you just do it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, so our kids are. Right. So no, that's posher. That that's posher. That's fine. Just not shoes. So when you the said it is so bad, do not even give it for tzaka. Because, because it will cause the, the recipient this badness. He says, oh, what you should do is give it to a guy. <laughs> Which I just smiled when I read. Rebruva Margolius on the bottom has a parish in the Sefer Chassidim. He says, don't worry. This is only the shoes he was wearing when he died. So I think that's very uncommon. How many people die with shoes? So that basically... That basically makes it uh, not very negaya. But um, that, that was based on this Gemara. Again, Yankee, I don't know. Okay, now we resume the ninth parak of Brachas. And we get to Brachas, some of which are more prevalent than others. But like I said, these are all Paskin and Shulchan Aruch. This is not theoretical. This is real. It's Paskin, and not even in the end of Shulchan Aruch. It's like right after Hilchas Davening. Um, these are Paskin and the Shulchan Aruch. So, number one. If you see a place in Eretz Yisrael that Avedizar was uprooted, you make a bracha. I saw, like one of the Paiskim says, if you're doing the uprooting, then you make a berachas hamitzvah. You make a bracha baruch hashem to be aikar avedizar. If you witness 
Avedizar that was removed, then you make a Berchas Haraya. Tan Rabbanu. One second. Yeah, one second. One second. Haraya Markulis. If you see that Avedizar Markulis, Oimer, you should say, Baruch, and the Shulchan Aruch says, Ata Hashem Elekeinu Melech Ha'ilam. Shenosan Erech Hapayim Lo'ever Ritzayne. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, HaKadosh Baruch has such patience for those that, that transgress His will. Because we've discussed this in the past. If you think about it, even though we as parents can understand this very well, if you think about it, it's crazy. You need to rebellish them every second. It's not the shot like, you know, you have a chazaka of breathing. You need to rebellish them every second. While they're doing Avedizara, HaKadosh Baruch is giving the gift of breath. It's a plea. So the bracha you make when you see Avedizara is, wow, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a lot of patience. So, says Taisis, in the top Taisis, B'Tesefta Tanan, B'Mokem Markulis Dacha, Avedis Kechavim. In the Tesefta where this is coming from, he doesn't even use the word Markulis. You're thinking, yeah, Markulis. I never saw one on M. So this is not Negea to me. No, the Tesefta takes out the word Markulis and replaces it with Avedis Kechav. And says Tesis, and this is true. V'imkein lav dafka Markulis. It is not limited to Markulis. Ela lefi shememekayme shel tana hayu The reason why here it said Markulis, that was his local Avedizar. But in Baltimore, it's like, you know, the Bethlehem Church. Is it, it, is it, is it Dafka law? Says like as though as though he was a lady. No, I've them No, it's it's um it's it's like um female. Uh, you have to ask Izzy and Nelson that question. Why Avedizar is female? I, I don't know. It's a little older, I'll tell him. Va'ata inanu regilim levarech says. Taisus, a very important halacha, which is paskin in the Ramah, which is paskin in the Ramah. We don't do this anymore. We don't make a bracha upon seeing an Avedizar. You know why? You know why? Because none of us have ever gone, this is Mamish in the Mishnah Brewer, it's Sifkat Gimel over there, none of us have ever gone 30 days and not seen a church. And therefore, this bracha fell out of service. This bracha is like a chiddush. Imagine if you live in a city that there's no churches. You know, after World War II, the Belzareba had a chance to go to Yerushalayim or other cities. He went to Tel Aviv. He said, you know why I want to go to Tel Aviv? The Tel Aviv, a lot of Rebbe said this, Tel Aviv is the only city in the world there are no churches. There's no churches in Tel Aviv. He said, I am done with Goyim. I don't care about Kedusha. I don't care about anything. I'm done with Goyim. I don't want to see a church ever again for the rest of my life. The Catholic Church just did this. I don't want to see a church ever again for the rest of my life. I'm going to Tel Aviv. So, so Tel Aviv, and I'm sure that, you know, Kiryat from Beit Shemesh don't have churches either. You go to Beit and not leave and not see a church. If you go to Rechav Ethiopia. Now, like, I mean, if you're a Basher, you could stay in Beit and never see a church. But 
me yeah, and you. Like today, yeah, me and you. Nah, you don't go to Kaisel. You, you, know, you don't go to Kaisel. Strike one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah strike one. I mean, you go to you go to Rechav Ethiopia. You go you go and you know the you go. There's so many churches around your shrine. Nebuch, Nebuch. I mean, it's we're in the three weeks. We're in the nine days. It's part of the sad thing. But Yerushalayim is I don't give ankle to churches. And he went, no more churches. So anyway, you have to, you have to remember, you know, you live in a place like Bichemish or a place like Kiryat Sefer or Tel Aviv, you don't see a church your whole life. The rest of us, it's ubiquitous. It's ubiquitous. Um, I go in Sudbrook Lane every day. You know, like, there's the, the church on that side. You go, you go I, I went on, on Friday biking in, you know, by Moncton. And... Hold on, hold on. Wow. Every, every Friday. That was such a humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even. You want to know the brag? T4. You want to know the brag? The brag was that this Friday, it was supposed to rain, so the regular bike rent place was closed. So we rented electric bikes. That's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's, quality. Yeah, that's quality. Yeah, that's quality exercise. We made it so much further than we ever. <laughs> anyway, I kids her. I was noticing on the way home because I was preparing this gemara. Every block is a church or two or three. So says the Ramah, says the Mishabura, based on this Tesis, we can't make this bracha ever in our lives. And he says, and if you happen to have been holed up, Rabasher style, in, in Meisharim for a month, and then like you venture out to Rechav Yafo or, or Ethiopia, and you see a church, you're, you're bottled out. The phenomenon of seeing a church once every 30 days is over. No one can make this broth anymore. As I state in Tesis. But... See a church as a oh, so now you're getting all technical. For you, it's for sure of a desire. You're just to see a church? It's Abraya. That's what I'm saying. Saying Abraya of right? So, you, what do you think it means? It means a place where a is practiced. In a Catholic church, for you, don't say a mosque. The Rambam passing is a mosque, not a desire. No, I'm talking that. A church itself is not a bazaar. Yes, sir, it is. Serving the religion. Right. What, and what do you think this means? But it's a cross on top of the church. What do you think this means? A place where they I serve? Think there, were, there were idols that were worshipped that's considered a Vodazar. But Stam, to see somewhere where people that are of the Vodazar... One second. Like, so, so you're going, you're going like old school machlekes between the, the Orthodox, Greek Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholics about icons? That's exactly what I was going for. Well, like, who cares about icons? <laughs> <laughs> I, what, 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 idol means an icon, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, so in the third century, they got like slightly more sophisticated and badek the fact that they're sun worshippers. Every Richtige Christmas tree has a star on top. It's the sun. They're all a bunch of sun worshippers. No, the it. word Easter comes from Zoroastrian. They're sun worshippers. They're Ivdi Avedizara. Understood. But the church is not What do you think they do in church? Play bingo? <laughs> I think we're talking past each other here. <laughs> when you see an idol, that's an Avodazara. You see a building... It's not in the Buddha's book. Well, so this is talking about seeing a building. Markul. Markul. What was Markulis? Oh, so now you're getting to the second test. The second test says, why does it pick Markulis? So the t- second test on the page says that it's only a newly constructed Avedah Zara. And since Markulis, the Avedah Zara was, they added bricks to it. So you happen to be witnessing a newly constructed Avedah Zara day in, day out. But with but beside that Vart of Taisvis, a church is a place you do Avedah Zara. 
What if it's so commonplace that you don't even think about anymore? Like, I don't, when I, I, I drive to work, I don't but you don't even notice, right? Right, 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 all right, right. Okay. Says the Gemara now, make you back to what you were saying. Um, if you see a place where, where, uh, where it was destroyed, and now it's a Yiddish thing, who took away from our land, just like Hashbarach destroyed Avedizara here. Should uproot from all and restore their hearts to the service of Hashem, which the Gemara is saying is talking about Yidin that do Avedizar, because Nebuchadnezzar, for sure, in the times of Tanakh, in the in Eretz Yisrael, the Avedizars that were in Eretz Yisrael were frequented by Jews. So when you see a place, that used to be Eved Avedizar in Eretz Yisrael, and now it's not, then you say to HaKadosh Baruch, HaKadosh Baruch, please restore their hearts to Yiddishkeit. If let's say you see a place that was a church in Chutzarts and is no longer a church, you don't say this. You don't need to say, HaKadosh Baruch, please restore their hearts to Yiddishkeit. Because most of the people in Chutzarts that worship Avedizara are Goyim, and who cares? They're anyway not going to become Yidin. Rabshimon Allah says, Chas Rashalom. Afba Chutzarts, Tzarach Leimar. Even in Chutzarts, your sentiment should be one day they should fear the Rebbeinah Shleilam. Mipnei Shasidim Lizgayer. In the future, when Hakarish Baruch's presence will be so clear, when Hakarish Baruch's uh, involvement in the world will be so clear, then everyone is going to become Gairim, which is the goal of this world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, not that they become Gairim, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like we dive on, our, on our Rosh Hashanah, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malcha should be Nizgala, even to Goyim, like, you know, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be the one Melech, that is our wish. So yeah, even in Chutzarts, you should say, V'hashev lev evdeim lovdecha shenemar, Oz, in the future, I will switch the people, Safa Barura, that we will speak one, one clear tongue, which means we all recognize the Rebbeinah Darsh 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 in this follows. Haroya Bovel Harisha. If a person like Lipa and that other guy have the opportunity to see evil Bovel, Iraq. He has to make Zions, his name is Shlemi Zions. He has to make five brachas. Which five brachas? If you see the former Babylonian Empire, then you say, I think. Nebuchadnezzar's palace was in the Iraqi city of Mosul, which none of us heard of until the Gulf War, but there's a city in Iraq named Mosul. We haven't heard of it since. Yeah, but (laughs) once once it's in your mind, it's in your mind. So that was where Nebuchadnezzar's palace was. So if you see that, that's a wasteland. So you say, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem, 
Shehichriv Bavol Arasha, you destroyed the evil empire of Bavol. Remember, Bavol destroyed the first base of Migdush. Rab Beis Hashanuvuchanetzer, if you see Nuvuchanetzer's castle, I am a Baruch Shehichriv Beis Hashanuvuchanetzer Arasha. Raguv Shel Arois, if you see the lion's den where Daniel was thrown into, a kivshana eish, or the furnace that Hanani Mishal Vazari was thrown into, Oymer Baruch Sha'asani Samlava Seni Bamakam Azeh. You say, Baruch Sha'asani Samlava Seni Bamakam Azeh. If you'll notice, there's a, a base of the Gura by Avisenu. So there's all sorts of hak of calling um, Hanani Mishal Vazaria Avisenu. First of all, we learned, Ein Karen Avis Alushleisha. We only refer to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov as Avis. Second of all, who says you're an Enikov of Hanani Mishal Vazaria? Daniel, we know he didn't have children. So, so that, that Avisenu can't mean Daniel. But who says you're an Enikov of Hanani Mishal Vazaria? That's why the Gra changes it to Tzadikim. What's Pshan in Ergirsa? Because Avisenu here doesn't mean biological father. It means we are the Yarshim of that ideology, of that ability of Mysterious Nefesh. That's what it means. He's our figurative father. Ra Markulis, if you see that by Zar Markulis, which is prevalent in Bavel, Oymer Baruch Shanas and Archpaim Levi Retender, like we said, Hakosh Baruch has a lot of patience. Ra Makam Shanaitl Mimenu Offer. If you see the place, that they take out dirt. What does that mean? So there's two pshatim in Rashi. The second pshat, the most more rational pshat, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu cursed Bavel, and therefore there is a region in Bavel that their only export, it, it is so useless, the land. You can't farm anything. You can't grow anything. It is so desolate and so useless, its only export is dirt for cement. So if you see them exporting dirt from that region of Bubble, you say, ah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's klala came true. The other Pshanarashi is one of these metaphysical things that, let's just read it inside because I can't even say it without reading it. Malkam, it's the bottom Rashi. Malkam yesh bebavil. There's a place in Bavel, She'ein behema yoytza misham, that an animal is unable to live to leave there. It's like a magnetic field, like a force field. That an animal can't leave there, im offer, if they did not first place the dirt, me'afar amakam, local dirt, on its back, and that sort of is the key card to allow the animal to leave the area. What is the significance? The significance is the same. Says Rashi, v'hu simin hashmed. That is a simin of the utter, utter destruction. That, that it, the place is so negative, and the place is so inhospitable, that Pashat, no one can escape it without some type of like integration into where they're going. So, in either case, it is a graphic description of the desolation that happened to Bavel. So if you see this desolation, Oymer Baruch, Oymer Baruch said something and did it. Geyser, he decreed destruction, and he fulfilled his decree. Rava, when Rava saw 
animals. When Rava saw animals um, um, like like doing this, like we said, the shakli afra that were taking the dirt out, like either Pshat Rashi, either the first Pshat Rashi, that without doing this they would have been unable to escape, or the second Pshat Rashi that they were physically carrying the dirt because that's what they export from that region, because that's all they can export from that region. And, and he saw these animals taking it out. He patted them on the back. Taraflu yod al gabayu. He patted his hand on their back. He said, good boys. Vamaruhutu tzadiki, run tzadikim, lemevad ruusa demaraychu, to do the will of your maker. Which means these donkeys are literally HaKadosh Baruch Shliach and being Mekayim, his club, which is a cool thing. You know, we think, wow, Meish Rabbeinu, he split the sea. Yeshua split the sea. They're Mamish. They are Kalim of the Rebbeinu Shalom's promise. Rabbi is saying, these donkeys are also Kalim of the Rebbeinu Shalom's promise. They are integral in carrying out the Rebbeinu Shalom's promise. Marbre Duravina when he went to Bavel, have a shakal afrobisudra, he also would take dirt in his handkerchief, and then he would like spread it out, Vishadi Lebrun, throw it out, as the fulfillment of the curse that a Karshbar who said about Bavel, I will destroy with utter absolute destruction Bavel, and therefore he would literally take the dirt that is a physical sign of the destruction of Bavel and like throw it in the air. Amar Bashi, Rabashi says, Rav Hamnuna just told us five brachas to make when you go to Bavel. Says Rabashi, another Rav Hamnuna Leishmeli, I never heard this memra that there are like five brachas you make. That there's like this magic place. You know, it's like a Rabbi Heber article that, the, you know, the one day a year you can make five special brachas. I never read like as an article of Rav Hamnuna that it's like unique five brachas. But as I experienced each one of these phenomena, and of course I made the bracha, and it, it tallied up five. Meaning, I could tell you, know, you, you can have one meal that you can make five brachas. If you have a first course like this, and a second course like this, and then you bench, and you have a summit, you, you make... You're right, you, you came up with that number, but when I do that, I also make these brachas. So Rabashi said, I know of Hamnuna Leishmili, I never heard of Hamnuna. On my own, I made all of these brachas. Continues the Gemara on the top of Nunches, Om Rab Yirmi ben Elazar, on that topic of the destruction of Bavel, Bavel was so utterly destroyed in comparison to the Aseris Hashvat. And we know that Eretz Yisrael was also destroyed. And, and Sancheirv came in and destroyed the northern ten Shvatim in Klal Yisrael and all the rest of, Klal, of Eretz Yisrael also. <laughs> and he was stopped at Yerushalayim miraculously in the famous story that we talk about Pesach at night. But there was also destruction in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Gemara, the destruction of Bavel and the destruction of Shomron, which is, which is the northern region of Eretz Yisrael, are totally different. Niskalala Bavel, when Bavel was destroyed, it was such an utter destruction, it spilled over to its neighbors. Niskalalu Shecheineha. Its neighbors were also cursed. Niskalala Shomron, but when Eretz Yisrael was destroyed, 
It was a pinpoint strike. It destroyed the people living there. But on the contrary, it was a huge bracha to its neighbors. Imagine if you had a country next to you that was very fertile. And it used to be owned by your neighbors. But one day, all your neighbors disappeared. Okay, now we have a whole annex, a whole shetach of free farmland, which is ownerless. That's amazing. It's a bracha to the neighbors. So when Bavel was destroyed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu destroyed it to the core. When something is destroyed, no one's getting enough from it. Not the locals and not the neighbors. When Eretz Yisrael was destroyed, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not against Eretz Yisrael. The Yidin that were living there needed to be uprooted. But the land itself didn't need any punishment. Says the Gemara, Niskalalu, Niskalal Shaimrain, when Shaimrain, that's the northern ten Shavatim, its neighbors were blessed. Niskala, Bavel, Niskala, Shechenel. When Bavel was destroyed, its neighbors destroyed the Chsiv, Visamtia, and I will make it, Lemarosh Kapoid. Like, there's just going to be wild animals roaming it. Sort of like, you know, Chernobyl nowadays. You see these pictures of Chernobyl, nothing's there. This is roaming wild animals. Niskala, Vagme Mayim, and like swamps. Niskala, Shaimrain. When Eretz Yisrael was destroyed, its neighbors were blessed. It will be fields, it will be vineyards planted. It's Mamash Abracha for all involved. Okay, I guess we'll stop here tonight. We'll, we'll continue tomorrow with the, or if, if we have Shir 